All right, welcome back to From A to Arbitration. And today I'm going to talk about how I cannot be AWOL on my non-scheduled day. <laughs> it's just an impossibility. I cannot be AWOL on my non-scheduled day. That's going to be my topic for today. It's not going to be long. But I had a very good discussion on Facebook a few weeks ago where this gentleman said he was given AWOL on his non-scheduled day. And a lot of people are saying, yeah, you can be charged AWOL on your non-scheduled day. Well, I'm going to show you why you can't, all right? Now, AWOL, unlike regular tennis discipline, management can go after you for one one day of AWOL. So it's serious. So we, we need to make sure we're putting the right arguments forward on AWOL charges, especially if they're charging us AWOL on a non-scheduled day. <laughs> that makes no sense to me whatsoever. But uh, gotten a very good discussion, which I love. I love discussions. I love people talking their points, uh, you know, their history, where they come from, how things are handled. You know, I like that. I'm in Nashville. I don't see much. So when I see what's going on around the country, I like that stuff. Talk about it. But I can't be charged daywall on my non-scheduled day. It's an impossibility. <laughs> and I uh, had a gentleman that uh, I respect. He said that, you know, arbitrators, they will uh, – They'll consider AWOL for a non-scheduled day. And there may be some that do. I've always said if I take the same case in front of 10 different arbitrators, I'll have a 500 record. That's just how arbitration works. Uh, you can take a great case in front of 10 arbitrators and you get split halfway down the middle. And that, that's just the nature of the beast as far as arbitration. Uh, I always talk about the sale. you got to sell things to arbitrators. You just do. Now, some have their, they've already decided on certain things, very opinionated on certain things. Uh, and so you may not be able to sell them much, but it's all about the art of the sale in arbitration. It is. And uh, AWOL on non-scheduled day is one of those things. You, you just cannot charge me with AWOL on non-scheduled day. And I'm going to talk about that here in a bit. Give you some things to, to look at, some contentions that we can make that help ourselves out on that, all right? I'm going to talk about a few other things. I also saw an individual state that uh, asking how many days in a quarter can we use sick leave before it becomes a problem. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. If management is telling you that you have three days in three months and you're going to get discipline, Shop stewards, ask them to provide that for you. Where are they getting that from? What provision of any handbook or manual are they citing? It's just, it's just not there. <laughs> it's made up. <laughs> it's a fairy tale. Um, there are no set amount of days in a certain amount of months. There just isn't. Every case is taken differently. Every case is looked at differently as far as attendance-related issues. So, I see that a lot, though. I see it a lot where people are saying, you know, management's told me that it's three days and a quarter. There's no such thing. No such thing. So we need to ask for that in our information request. What handbook or manual provision are they citing on that? Because they can't provide it. Uh, so anybody out there that's wondering, there are no set amount of days and any set amount of months that I can call in sick. It's all a case-by-case -case basis, all right? So don't, don't be bamboozled. <laughs> don't be bamboozled on that. <laughs> There's no set amount of days in a set amount of months. All right. Another thing, and this is not good. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I promise y'all this, but uh, 
Um, the new scanners. Uh, I've talked with a couple of individuals around the, the country that went to the recent training about the scanners, the route inspections, uh, how they're going to be done off the scanners. And I told you before, I think that management is way ahead of us on this as far as implementing things, and I still do. That's the reason I've tried to to get JB in here on certain things to help, and I've tried to talk about certain things. But I asked them this, each one of them. I said, with this new technology, have we let the fox into the hen house? Each one of them said, yes, the fox is in the hen house with these scanners. I expect complete mayhem to start coming from the, the scanner data. I expect complete mayhem. I, I think that we are fixing to be ravaged because of what we've allowed to be done with this scanner data. I do. And, and I hope I'm wrong. Uh, it'll be the first time, but I hope I'm wrong on that. Uh, but dadgummit, I have fought so many years, so many years against certain things, especially with these this scanner data, MSP data, tracking me, watching me. I have fought so much. I've had so many fights in arbitration and arbitration and different things about street observations and all that. And I'm afraid that we have let the fox into the hen house as far as this scanner data. I, I am. But I promise you this, uh, we're going to get educated on what management's going to do to us. Uh, it's kind of like at that level, they're like, this is a great idea. Uh, the scanner is amazing and it's unbelievable and it's phenomenal, the things that it can do. And up here at, at this high level, man, we come into an agreement that that's how we're going to do these route inspections. Now, shop stewards, y'all handle all the shit that's fixing to come with it. Good luck to y'all. Good luck handling all this stuff that's fixing to come along with this. But up here, we love it. It's going to save a lot of money as far as six-day counts and, and all that. And that's great. But, man, you have left us to the wolves down here. Damn it, man. That's how I feel. Now, I, I like I said, I hope I'm wrong. I'll give you an example. My boss came up to me the other day, and he's a good guy. This guy, he is not out to get any of my people at all. He came up to me the other day, and he was talking about what management is wanting them to do with this new scanner data. And he told me, he's like, come here in my office and look at this email. And the email was, management had told him, hey, Corey Walton had 10 three-minute stationary events on his route yesterday. Why is that? 10 three-minute stationary events. And they wanted him to come ask me why. Now, he knew better than that because he knows what I'd tell him. But 10 three-minute stationary events. Do you know why they want that? Because now under this new program, as I've, this is what I've been told. And I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'll come back and tell you that I'm wrong. Those things can be contested. And they can attempt to take that out of my route. 10 three-minute stationary events. Any stationary event, if management wants to contest that, they can take that out of my route. Now, I've got a walking route. 
I've got probably 12 loops, 12 where, where I'm stationary. So, yeah, you're going to have about 10 uh, three-minute stationary events every damn day on my route because <laughs> I've got a walking route. i got to get in there, get my mail and everything like that, and then head out. But that's what's happening. Uh, now, I've also seen people say, hey, it's much better than the process, much better than six-day count. Both parties are involved here. You know, I've heard that. I can grieve a six-day count. I can grieve a six-day count. I've made a lot of people a lot of money on six-day counts. I cannot grieve this process. I can't grieve it. So I'm hoping that I'm just a conspiracy theorist. I'm hoping that I'm paranoid, that people are just out to get me. (laughs) But, But when my people are telling me that we let the fox in the hen house, hey, shop stewards, you got to be roosters. You know why people get roosters? To protect their hens? Because they will protect their hens with their life. That's what a rooster will do. It will protect a hen with its life. It will stand in front of anything that's trying to get to its hens. Shop stewards, that's how you got to be with this shit that we just got handed down with these scanners. You stand in the gap. You stand in between management and your people. You be that rooster that will protect those hens at all cost. We've let the fox in the hen house. Watch and see the mayhem that's fixing to happen with management that's overzealous. They always will take anything and bastardize it. They will destroy anything that they're given. And that's what we're left with. I I truly believe that. And I'm afraid that that's what's happened. And I could be wrong, like I said. And I'll tell you that I am, and I'm, I'm hoping that I'll be able to tell you that I am. But just like anything with these scanners, they talked about getting these scanners for package delivery, going to scan packages. What did they start doing with it? You got stationary events. You got backing events. You got all these things they're going to try to discipline you on. That's why management can't take anything good and make it better. They will always take something good and screw it the hell up. That's what's fixing to happen right here with these new scanners. Like I said, at the upper levels, they are much, much smarter than me. I I would not even pretend to be as smart as those people at the the upper levels. So when they did these little things here, these tests and all that about how great these things are, man, I'm sure it's the best thing since sliced bread. I'm positive that it is. Watch the mayhem that's fixing to happen with these things here. The amount of time that management is fixing to steal from you and the things that management's going to make you do to, to save time. I had an individual message me the other day. I had that ergonomics episode, and they said, hey, the first thing management did was they came in, they took all the tubs out of our hampers and said, you're taking too many trips to the vehicle. They're doing that because of these scanners. I'm convinced of it. Like I said, I'm probably the biggest conspiracy theorist there is. But they're doing that to save time. Why? Because that is what office time is all they can get. Okay? Unless they screw me out like that 10 occurrences for three minutes. But office time is where they're going to get us. So when they say take the tubs out of your hampers because you're taking too many trips, time. Time. Remember what I told you? Management will do anything to save time, even at the expense of your health. They don't care about your health. They will do everything for time, for money. It is their God. And that's what they will do. And that's what's fixing to happen with these scanners. 
with this data. They're going to start cutting time any way they can. A bunch of messages this week sent to me about the scanner messages saying approved rest breaks. I bet I had 30, honest to God, from people around the country messaging me saying, hey, is this a grievance? Is this what you're talking about? Yes. Anything, anything that says approved rest breaks, I'm grieving that. Had one send me this one. It's, he said, would this be a grievance? And it says, utilize authorized breaks to relax from high heat conditions. Yes, that's a grievance. I'm grieving that every single time. You're not going to tell me to take authorized breaks in the heat. You're going to tell me to take breaks as needed in the heat. But that's another thing that they're going to start doing, I'm sure of, to try to cut my time. I hope I'm wrong, folks. I am. I hope I'm wrong. Um, I'm afraid I'm not. But we will stand in the gap. JB's episode, it's got about 1,000 hits on it. It needs to be 3,000. People are educating themselves with 3996, PET, DOAS. Educate yourself on those things to protect your flock, okay? Uh, these scanners, they're miraculous, but I, I just don't trust management. And I know that it's a combined effort, that we have a say-so and all that. It sounds great. But I have been screwed over by my people when it comes to joint route adjustments as much as I have managements. And that's a problem I have. Um, I'll tell you a story. And if anybody knows Brian Butcher, you can ask him if this is true. Because he was my assistant shop steward way back when, when it first started. My station is a heavy union station. I would put my station up against any station in the country. They are heavy union, and they are bulldogs, all of them. Very knowledgeable. They know what to do when, when shit hits the fan. But my, my station, we average about 300 stops per route, and that pisses management off to no end. It, it does. It just pisses them off to no end. And so when we're going through the route adjustment process, this is a while back now, uh, the, sh the, the person that was over it for the union comes up to me and he says, Hey, Corey says, uh, did you know that your stations have about 350 stops per route? I said, yeah, I knew that. He's like, man, he's like, I, I didn't know that we still had stations like that. I knew that we were screwed. As soon as he said that, I knew that we were screwed. He tells, gives a stand up. And he tells my carriers, he's like, hey, look, we did the data, and it's looked like we're going to get about two hours out of this station. Okay, two hours out of this station. And so I called the head of the district for me, uh, the, guy that was, the, the guy that was on our side that was the head of the district for this JRAP. And I said, hey, I said, the guy just told me it was two hours out here. I said, are you in agreement with that? It's two hours? And he said, yeah, Corey said, that's what it's looking like. Now, this guy is a guy that I put in his place. Now, I called my business agent when he was looking for people, and I said, this guy right here is as smart as it is. You know, put him in there. So he put him in this position. And so I trusted this guy. And I, he said, yeah, two hours is what you're showing. I said, okay. So a week later, they're going to come out and do consultations. And the same guy, he stands up and he tells my station, we're taking four hours out of the station. Four hours. Now, here's the problem with that. When you told me you was taking two hours, you could get my auxiliary. 
When you told me you're taking four hours, you could get into another route and make an auxiliary. I flew off the handle. So right there in the stand-up talk, I said, ho, 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 hold up. No, you told us two hours. The last stand-up talk, I didn't, I've never said that. My carriers start going crazy, obviously. You're a liar, you're a liar, you know. So anyway, my branch president comes out. I'm sitting there with my assistant shop steward, Brian Buttry. You got this guy from the union that was part of the C-Rap or J-Rap, D-Rap, whichever. He's in there, and then management's person for the thing. Okay, we're all in this room together because I, I was raising hell about them screwing my station. And so I asked the guy, I said, you, stand, you gave a stand-up talk saying two hours. I never said that. I said, man, I said, I can go out there and get every care in this station to come in here and tell you that you said two hours. And now you're saying four. I want to know what happened. So management's person, he speaks up. Well, they got these forms in there where they had already spoken to my carriers. They've never been at my station before. I've never seen them. I didn't even know my person. They're, they turned in these things where they had already talked to my carriers. They had already turned in my adjustment. I said, did you sign this right here saying that y'all had been out here to talk to my carriers? Yeah. I said, both y'all are a damn lie. Both of you are liars. Because neither one of y'all came out here and spoke to it one person. So my branch president, he's like, is that true? Did y'all not come out here? Well, no, we didn't. I said, I told you, Dave. I said, they're out here to screw me, man. Y'all better do something. So my person, the union guy, he says, I never said that we we're getting two hours. I told, told my president, I said, if he says it one more time, I'm leaving because he's lying. We're talking and everything, and I said, so I want to know how you got two hours, I mean four hours rather than two hours. And he said, I never said it. So I stood up, and I pointed at him. I said, man, you're an effing liar. You are an effing liar. So management's trying to protect him. Hey, you're not going to talk to him like that. I said, you are too. You're an effing liar. I said, Dave, both of these guys are in here lying to you, man, both of them. So I don't trust anything. I don't trust anything. I'm just – Unfortunately, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me for being a fool and letting you keep fooling me. But uh, I, I don't know. I just don't trust the process. I'm sure it's great. Um, but anyway, I, I just expect mayhem. Expect management to start doing things. Educate yourself, shop stewards. Educate yourself on these scanners, this data. Uh, I'm going to have JB come in here. He's going to get the data and start looking at it, everything that they use. He's very good at that. And we're going to prepare ourselves. We're going to equip ourselves. We've got a little reprieve right here because of the summer months. They can't use them. But stuff that's already happened, unfortunately, they're going to be able to get us on. So, And they will always, you know, upper management – upper union they'll always say well if you're doing your route every day like you're supposed to then you shouldn't have to worry about anything that's that's bullshit that's bullshit because management will manipulate things they will cheat they will lie they will steal and now we're left down here to fend for ourselves that's how i feel so anyway 
just be ready. Just be prepared. Uh, I'm going to have as many episodes as I can trying to help us out with this stuff here because we're getting no help anywhere else. None whatsoever. And it, and it really pisses me off that, uh, again, people are sent to training, and we're going to find out what it is uh, when it's too damn late. I don't like that, man. I don't like that at all. So, anyway, uh, anything they're trying to do to y'all, cut time, grieve it, like the tubs and the, and the uh, hampers, grieve that. Uh, don't answer questions about stationary events. Uh, I just wouldn't, and they may, uh, may force you to under this new memo when they go in there, you know, you've had these stationary events all this time. You know, if you can't explain them, we're going to deduct it from your route. How did we let that happen, man? How did we let that happen? God, I have fought tooth and nail to keep that from happening. And hopefully I'm wrong. I'm probably going to have 10 people on Facebook talking about this episode saying I'm dead wrong, and I hope that I am. I do. I hope I am. But anyway, AWOL on my non-scheduled day. Can't happen. It cannot happen. Here's why. Erms and tax do not recognize leave on your non-scheduled day. You cannot put on a 3971 for leave on your non-scheduled day. By definition, AWOL nullifies anything on your non-scheduled day, absent without leave, because I cannot take leave on my non-scheduled day. If you get a letter of charges and they state anything in Section 5 of the ELM, it nullifies any of that language because Section 5 of the ELM talks about what? benefits what benefits is it talking about the benefit of sick and annual leave which has nothing to do with my non-scheduled day because i do not have the benefit of taking leave on my non-scheduled day so article or section five of the elm does not apply to my non-scheduled day it just doesn't (laughs) Because I cannot take leave on my non-scheduled day. When I was in this discussion on Facebook, this guy was adamant, adamant that I was wrong. And he said, you know, if you don't, you don't take leave, you're going to get AWOL. And I, so I asked him the same thing that I asked management. <laughs> and I said, okay, well, what leave should I take on my non-scheduled day? Well, if you're sick, you take sick. And if you're, it's annual, you take annual. I said, okay, well, do this. If your day's off Monday, Friday, say, hey, look here. I'm going to be on annual Monday. And uh, so I'm going to feel like this. See what your boss says. He's going to say, oh, oh, you can't take annual on your non-scheduled day. Well, yeah, I want to take annual for Monday. It's my non-scheduled day, but I'm going out of town. So I'd like to take annual, you know, well, you can't take annual on your non-scheduled day. Anybody who's telling you that you got to call in on a non-scheduled day and request leave has no idea what they're talking about. I cannot request leave on a non-scheduled day. If I was to call in, it would not generate a 3971 for my non-scheduled day. It just wouldn't. If you look on a 3972 and they charge me with AWOL on my non-scheduled day, it will not show up on my 3972 as AWOL 
Now, they may say absent from overtime or whatever. That's more for quarterly issues right there. But I cannot be charged AWOL on a non-scheduled day. People are like, well, you still got to call in and tell management you're not going to make it. Okay, well, you tell management you're not going to make it. But I cannot request leave on my non-scheduled day. Matter of fact, if I don't call management and tell them, I still can't be charged AWOL on my non-scheduled day because I cannot take leave on a non-scheduled day. So if I just stay in the bed and don't tell anybody anything, you can get me for failure to follow instructions, but you cannot charge me with AWOL. If you take vacation, let's say you're taking your choice vacation, how many hours of, of leave are you putting in for? Increments. 40. You don't put in for 48 because you can't get paid annual for your non-scheduled day. If you're out on court leave for the week, how many days are you going to get paid for? Five. Because I can't get annual or court leave on my non-scheduled day. If I'm on extended illness, how many days am I getting paid for on sick? Five. Because I cannot get sick leave on my non-scheduled day. If I'm on military leave, how many hours a week can I use? 40. Because I can't get paid anything on my non-scheduled day. If you were to look into the handbook F21, F21 handbook, and we'll go through a couple of things and I'll be done just for contention's sake, okay? It's section 142.32 of the F21 handbook. It's PS Form 3971 for unscheduled absence. It says this, the timekeeper must initiate a PS Form 3971 for employees who do not call in unscheduled absences before or after their scheduled begin tour time. These employees will be identified by the supervisor stated in 142.25. The procedures for completing and handling a PS Form 3971 for a no-call are outlined in Exhibit 142.32. When an employee calls in, either for an unscheduled absence or as tardy, the PS Form 3971 must be completed as follows. So what is the controlling document for an unscheduled absence, for a no-call? A 3971, right? So keep that in mind. So anytime I don't call, don't show up, I have to fill out what? 3971 for leave purposes, right? If you go to 142.33 of the F21 handbook, absent without leave, that's what we're talking about now, AWOL, right? AWOL on a non-scheduled day, absent without leave. An employee who does not call in is considered absent without leave or permission, AWOL, until the facts in the case are received. The pending AWOL charge should not be entered on the time card at this time. The time card entry should be made after the facts have been received as described in Chapter 3. Okay? Do you hear that? The time card entry should be made after the facts have been received as described in Chapter 3. So let's go to Chapter 3 and let's see what it says. Let's go to 312.4. 312.4. All leave requests. Y'all get that first word? All. All leave requests must be verified in writing using one of two forms a ps form 3971 request for a notification of absence 
B, PS Form 7020, authorized absence from workroom floor. So that tells you there. That's one of your biggest arguments right there, okay? 312.4, all leave requests must be verified in writing using one of the two forms, a 3971 or a 7020. We do not use the 7020s for what we're talking about. So 3971 is what it's talking about. All leave requests must be verified in writing on a 3971. 312.6. Full and part-time regular employees may be granted up to eight hours leave on days when no portion of the tour is worked, provided that it is a normal scheduled work day. Now, some people will say, well, once you're penciled in on your non-scheduled day, it's now a work day. That's not how it works. It's still my non-scheduled day. If I'm penciled in to work my non-scheduled day, it's still my non-scheduled day. It's not considered a regular work day. Okay? That's an argument that we need to make. I'll read that again. Full and part-time regular employees may be granted up to eight hours leave on days when no portion of the tour is worked, provided that it is a normal scheduled work day. A non-scheduled day is not a normal scheduled work day. All right? Make sure we're emphasizing that on our contentions. Even if I'm scheduled a week in advance, it is still my non-scheduled day. It is not considered a normal scheduled work day. Therefore, I cannot take any amount of any leave. Therefore, I cannot be absent without leave because I'm forbidden from taking leave on my non-scheduled day. In no case may the total of straight time hours and all paid leave hours exceed eight hours per service day or 40 hours per service week. Nor can leave be granted that would put the employee in an overtime situation. Hello? <laughs> Hello? If you grant me one hour of annual leave on a non-scheduled day, what would that do? It'll put the employee in an overtime situation. If you grant me one hour of sick leave on a non-scheduled day, what would that do? That will put the employee in an overtime situation. I'll read that again. In no case may the total of straight time hours and all paid leave hours exceed 80 hours per service day or 40 hours per service week, nor can leave be granted that would put the employee in an overtime situation. That defeats the entire AWOL argument, folks, <laughs> right there. I cannot be given any type of leave on my non-scheduled day because it would put me in a leave status. I can't request leave. So how can you charge me with AWOL, absent without leave? When I cannot request leave, it tells me right there, I can't request anything that's going to put me in an overtime situation. So for the individual that said, well, you just had to request Annual even sick leave. I cannot, I cannot request leave on my non-scheduled day because it will put me in an overtime status. If I have 40 hours of annual, that will not cover my non-scheduled day because why? It'll put me in an overtime status. These are arguments we've got to start making to an arbitrator. I cannot be AWOL because the L and AWOL stands for leave. And leave does not apply on my non-scheduled day. When they're talking about Section 5 of the ELM benefits, I cannot reap the benefits on my non-scheduled day because I'm prohibited 
from taking leave. The benefit that they're talking about, I cannot take that on my non-scheduled day. So how can I enjoy the benefit of leave on a non-scheduled day? Then how can you cite a provision or a section of the ELM that I cannot take? If I get disciplined for AWOL, section 5, whatever, it nullifies that discipline because I cannot take the benefit of that section. hope that's making sense. It is to me. Section 320 of the F-21 handbook, annual leave. And what does it state? It says annual leave, C-E-L-M-512. That automatically knocks it out of an AWOL on a non-scheduled day. Anytime it says ELM-5 anything, it knocks it out of my non-scheduled day because I cannot take this benefit on my non-scheduled day. Because why? It'll put me in an overtime status. This is what it says. 320, annual leave. Go down to 323, authorization and supporting PS forms. Requests. Application for annual leave is made in writing in duplicate on a PS form 3971. Now, remember earlier they had B, the, the PS form 7020, that we don't, don't even look at that, don't even consider that. That's not applicable here, okay? I'll read that again. Application for annual leave is made in writing in duplicate on PS form 3971. Request for a notification of absence. Supervisors are responsible for approving or disapproving applications for annual leave by signing the PS form 3971, a copy of which is given to the employee. So the 3971 is not applicable. Why? Because I cannot take leave. I just read that to you. Anything's going to put me in overtime status, can't take it, right? Try to put in annual leave for 10 hours on a Tuesday. Say that you're not going to be there on a Tuesday and say, I'd like 10 hours of annual leave. You know how many you're going to get? Eight. Why? Because you can't put in annual leave that's going to put you in an overtime status. It is the timekeeper's function to ensure that a PS Form 3971 is completed for every period of annual leave taken. The supervisor may ask the timekeeper to verify the fact that the employee has sufficient annual leave to cover the period requested. Except for emergencies, annual leave for all employees except postmaster and installation head must be requested on PS Form 3971 and approved in advance by the appropriate supervisor. Again, if I called in and I requested annual leave or sick leave on a non-scheduled day, it would not even generate a 3971 for me. 323.2, emergencies. In emergency situations, employees must notify appropriate postal authorities as soon as possible as to the emergency and the expected duration of the absence. As soon as possible after return to duty, employees must submit PS Form 3971 and explain the reason for the emergency to their supervisors. Again, remember, I cannot put in any kind of leave that's going to put me in an overtime status. So say that your, your car breaks down, you're scheduled for, your, your off day is Monday. And management's put you on the schedule to work Monday, okay? You're driving to church on Sunday and your car breaks down. Transmission's blown. You call your buddy who owns a shop and he said, hey, I can fix it, but you're not going to have it back till Tuesday night. So, you know, that's the earliest I can get it to you. When you go and you call in for emergency annual leave, why don't you try to call in Monday and Tuesday for emergency annual leave and see what happens? You're going to get Tuesday. You know why? 
because you cannot take annual leave, emergency annual leave, on your non-scheduled day. It's impossible. Why? Because it's going to put you in an overtime status. You cannot take leave on a non-scheduled day. So therefore, I cannot be AWOL on a non-scheduled day. Y'all kind of getting where I'm going here? (laughs) Put in for annual leave on your non-scheduled day and see what happens. And if they say, hey, you put in for two days of emergency annual leave, your your off day is Monday. I know, but I was scheduled, so go ahead and give me annual leave for Monday because I'm not going to be there. You're still not going to get it. You're still not going to get annual leave for Monday, even though you were scheduled. Why? Because you can't take leave on a non-scheduled day. I can't be AWOL. Because the L in AWOL is leave. L-E-A-V-E. Can't take it. Let's keep on. We're having fun with this one, right? Am I being a jerk about it? (laughs) I'm not trying to be. I'm just having fun with it. But I'm hoping it's educating you. 323.3. Absence of more than five days. Postmasters and installation heads must promptly report emergency or planned absences exceeding five working days to their postal managers and maintain accurate records of their leave. Now, what's five working days? That's five days that you work that's not your non-scheduled day. That's why they say more than five days. Granting leave, 323.4. Eligible employees may be granted up to eight hours annual leave during their scheduled days or days normally worked. Remember that when I talked about that earlier? Granting leave. Eligible employees may be granted up to eight hours annual leave during their scheduled days or days normally worked. And people say, yeah, but when you're you know, they put you in on your non-scheduled day, you're now scheduled. It does not work that way. That is not a scheduled day in accordance with the F-21 handbook. That is a day that's normally worked. Again, I cannot take leave. They can't grant me leave on a non-scheduled day. Why? Because it's going to put me in an overtime status. They cannot do that. You think they're going to pay time and a half for my annual leave? You think, man, it's just going to pay me time and a half, eight hours of time and a half annually? Because that's what you're going to pay me because it's my non-scheduled day. You're not going to give me straight hours, straight eight hours. You think they're going to pay you eight hours of time and a half of annual leave? (laughs) Come on now. Y'all know better than that. If you go to page 123, it gives you a little exhibit 325A, authorizing annual leave, PS form 3971, Request for or notification of absence says this PS form 3971 is used to indicate the leave category to which an employee's absence from duty is to be charged. This is an example of a properly completed PS form 3971 for a full-time employee who requested in advance that he be granted 40 hours of annual leave during his regularly scheduled service week. What if I'm put on the schedule, though? What if they say, hey, Corey, you're on the schedule next week for your day off, which is Wednesday. You're on the schedule. Am I going to put in 48 hours of annual leave? You can, but you know what you're going to get approved? 40 hours. 
because it's going to be said it's going to be granted for 40 hours of annually during his regularly scheduled service week. A non-scheduled day is not a regular scheduled service week. Your non-scheduled day is not counted for a regular ser- service week. Go to section 330 in F21 handbook. It talks about sick leave. And it has, after that, CELM 513, which automatically nullifies any AWOL on my non-scheduled day. Why? Because five thir- section 513 talks about what? Sick leave. Section 5 of the ELM talks about what? Benefits. We've already talked about that. I can't enjoy the benefit of annual or sick on my non-scheduled day. Authorization and supporting PS forms, 333.2. Authorization and supporting PS forms, 333.2. Application for sick leave is made in writing, in duplicate, on PS form 3971, which automatically nullifies any argument that management's going to make about an AWOL because I cannot put in a 3971 requesting sick leave on my non-scheduled day. Supervisor responsible for approving or disapproving applications for sick leave by, fi- by signing the PS Form 3971, a copy of which is given to the employee. So go up to management. When you come back off your non-scheduled day, you didn't work your non-scheduled day, they had to scheduled, you got sick, say it's a Tuesday, come in Wednesday, go up to the desk and get a PS Form 3971 and put in for eight hours of sick leave for your non-scheduled day and see what they do. They cannot approve or disapprove that application for sick leave because they cannot grant you sick leave on your non-scheduled day. 333.4, if sick leave is approved, which it cannot be, but the employee does not have enough sick leave to cover the absence, the difference is charged at the employee's option to leave without pay or annual leave. If the employee has annual leave to his credit, leave without pay so charged cannot later be converted to sick or annual leave. So leave without pay doesn't, con- that you can't consider leave without pay. Okay, it has to be requested. If leave without pay in lieu of sick leave is charged, the supervisor approving the PS form 3970 must complete the leave type code entry. So they can't even charge us leave without pay on my non-scheduled day. So to me, how I feel, (laughs) and some don't feel this way, I feel that you cannot charge me AWOL on my non-scheduled day. I think that I have overwhelmingly shown you just right there within the last few minutes You cannot charge me AWOL for my non-scheduled day because I cannot take leave on my non-scheduled day. How can you charge me with something that I cannot take? I cannot request leave. So you've put me in a no-win situation. When you say that I'm absent without leave, yes, because I cannot take leave. I cannot request leave. ERMS, tax, will not recognize leave. A 3971 will not be generated if I call in and request leave on my non-scheduled day. It will put me in an overtime status. Make those arguments, folks. Shop stewards, make those arguments. And I would ask management when I asked that gentleman that was talking to me, what kind of leave should they have taken? They cannot answer that question. They can't answer it. If they say annual, I just gave you what to beat that right there. If they said sick, I just gave you what to beat that right there. If they said you didn't call me, can't call you. 
What am I going to call you about? Saying that you couldn't come. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't call you then. Well, that's failure to follow instructions. It's not AWOL. It's not AWOL. They say absent from overtime, whatever that is. Okay, good luck with that. Put that on my leave request then. Make sure that we're fortifying our arguments on AWOL on a non-scheduled day. Okay? I say that you can't do it. And that's the, that's the arguments that I would make to an arbitrator right there. And he will buy that. He's not going to grant management that in arbitration. He's just not. Okay? Uh, hopefully I helped you right there. Uh, sorry about getting off on the scanner stuff. I just, I, I can see it coming. Uh, I just think it's going to be mayhem, like I said. And I pray that it's not. Like I said, those people that did that stuff, they are much more intelligent than I am. Much more intelligent. Uh, you know, I don't have 10% of the brain capacity that they do. But I have 100% capacity knowing what management does on this workroom floor. I know full well what they do on this workroom floor. You know, sometimes people may be making decisions that haven't spent time on the workroom floor. And they forget or they don't know what we're fixing to have to deal with. See, it's easy to make decisions when you're not the one going to have to fight for it. We are going to have to fight for it here at this ground level. We're the ones that's left with all of this. But like I said a few weeks ago, uh, I promise you, I'm not going to stop educating you on what we need to be doing. I'm not the smartest, so I'm, I know people who are. And I'm going to get them in here to help educate you. All right? We're going to beat everything that management throws at us. We're going to be educated and prepared. I promise you that. Um, I'm not knocking anybody, you know. Hell, that's not what I do this for. But damn it. Don't make, don't make it harder on me and my people without telling us what to expect and what to do. Damn. You know, we've got it hard enough as it is, man. We got summer months coming. That's going to be whipping our asses out there fighting, you know, in this heat like we do. I don't need some pissant manager coming up to me and saying, you had 10 stationary events of three minutes. I don't need that shit on me. But I'm afraid that we open up the door to let that happen. And damn it, I've been fighting too hard, too long to not do that. I've got carriers that are 70 years old in my station. You think for a second I'm going to let somebody fuck with them? You're crazy if you think that. 70 years old and you're going to come in here and screw with them because of some bullshit you're going to hand me from up above? Baby, I ain't taking that. <laughs> Woo, son. You're not going to mess with my people, man, at all. Friend or foe. Friend or foe. I'm telling you. You're not going to mess with my people. And if something is handed down from up above that's going to do that, both sides, both sides will get the same foot. I'm not going to tolerate anybody messing with my people. I love my carriers more than life itself. I got 70-year-old carriers in there, man. Been here for 30-something years, 40 years. And you're going to hand down something that's going to give management the green light to screw with them? Baby, hang on. <laughs> hang on. You can reap the same whirlwind. I guarantee you that. I'm sorry about that language right there. But damn it. Man, 
You look out for us. That's what you're supposed to be doing. That's what we pay you for. That's why we pay you money. It's called my dues. That's what it's called. I'm paying you to sit up there to take care of me, protect me, not to fuck me over. Dadgummit, man. I've been doing this too long, baby. (laughs) Anyway, I'm sorry about all that, really. But uh, I'll get people in here that'll tell you what we need to know. And I pray to God that I'm wrong. And I'm probably people are listening to this like you couldn't be more off base. And I pray that I'm that you're right. I pray that you're right, that I'm wrong on that. But man, look out for us, man. Look out for us. If a damn boulder's coming, let me know. Don't let that summit hit me on the head, man. You know. But I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna get in the mud, baby. <laughs> I've been there too many times. I've been in the muck. I've been in the mud with these people, you know, behind closed doors. I've been with them and got it on, baby. Let me tell you. So I'll handle whatever you want to throw at me, but just don't let me get hit with friendly fire, man. Don't let me get hit with friendly fire. All right. I love each and every one of you, man. I do. I do. And I love when you reach out to me. It makes my day. I promise you. I've had a lot of people reach out to me. Uh, we've, we've done contentions together. We've told some good stories together. Uh, we've done a lot of stuff. I'm going to read an email to you. I normally don't do this. I'm going to cut the guy's name out. But it, it meant a lot to me. It did. He said, my name is, and I'm not going to read the name. I'm a machinist in the union local there in Iowa. He's a machinist union. He's part of a machinist union. He said, I found your podcast on the drive because I wanted a good union podcast, and man, I'm hooked on your podcast. I know you're trying to help the Postal Service, but you've helped myself and my union. Along with your information you give on grievances and requests for information, you also give a spark that unions today need. After listening to the first 10 podcasts, I called my business rep with a machinist and told her about it. I wanted to take on my company that day and start kicking ass. I'm up to podcast 49 now, and I can tell you I'm really kicking management's ass and making them deal with me. The best example I got for you is that the labor specialist for the company called me and said, you don't have to send emails, you can just call me. So I sent out 10 requests of information right after that phone call that I was working on. So I wanted to tell you, thank you. You gave me a spark that my union needed desperately. Keep doing what you're doing. You're helping more than just the Postal Service, sisters and brothers. Keep on keeping on. Let me tell you, that's worth every penny that I'm putting into this. Now, it's not a lot of money. You know, it's not a lot of money. But it's worth every penny. Because at the end of the day, when I became a shop steward, I, I became I joined something bigger than myself, and that was my union the NALC, and I've always promised to do the best by the NALC, always. I don't know if you remember my first episode. I said, that, you know, this is for the Postal Service, but, you know, it might be helpful to different unions to have people reach out and say, hey, man, I'm not part of the Postal Service. I'm part of this union or this union or this union. It means more than you know because we're all in this same brotherhood, the labor movement. We all are. 
I, I just I appreciated that that more than than that guy knew that sent that um, because it you know I'm just trying to help as much as I can whoever I can uh, like I said I'm not in this for anything I don't make a penny by doing this I don't advertise I don't sell anything and I'm not you know I had uh, some people say why don't you sell shirts if that's what y'all want to do, man, do that. But I will never make a profit off of my brothers and sisters ever. I will not do that. I'm not going to do it. Uh, we've got a lot of downloads on this thing. You know, and people constantly sending me emails about advertising. I just send them to Jeremy, man, because I'm not going to make a profit off of my people. That's not what I started this for. I did not start this to make money. I started this because I felt like there was a void of education, of information. And I still do. You know, I, I can't get these out fast enough for people that want things. I've got OWCP. I've got route rule. I've got CCAs in rule. I've got limited light duty. You name it, and I've got requests for it, and I'm going to do every single one. I promise you that. But like I said, I love you folks, man. You're my people. You're my brothers and sisters. And that's how I truly feel. I'm not in it to gain anything. I'm not running for anything. Like I said when, when Mr. Cariff was here, I'm not, I'm not going to run for anything. If I'm offered anything, I will not accept it. And I've already done that. I'm a letter carrier. That's what I do. My parents are both retired rule carriers. This is all I've ever wanted to do was be a city letter carrier. You know, I've seen my parents grow up being rural carriers, how much they love the postal service. So that's what I wanted to do. I love the postal service. I love the postal service. They pay me a good wage, man. You know, now management that works for the postal service ain't about shit, but I love the postal service. I love my job. And this is what I'm going to do until I retire 10 years from now. I'm going to be delivering mail. I'm not going to be a president of my union. I'm not going to be a vice president of my union. I will not be an officer of any type. I will not work for the business agent's office. I will not do anything. I'm going to be a letter carrier, and I'm going to retire. I love being an advocate, and I'm going to do that until I'm asked to step down. Okay? So, all that to say, <laughs> hey, look, I love you folks, man. Thank you for reaching out to me. It means more than you know. And I love helping. We've done a lot of contentions together. I've sent a lot of contentions out. Now, remember, all these contentions are JB's contentions. They're not mine. So anytime you got a, a question or need a contention, I call JB. And he's like, damn it, man. I was like, hey, send me your contention on this. Because I'm not a formal A rep anymore. I don't have contentions, you know, unless I make them myself. So all the contentions that I send out, which is hundreds, you'd be amazed, hundreds. Uh, they're JBs and they're top quality. They are. <laughs> so, but, uh, man, I hope y'all have a fantastic rest of the week. I I'm sorry for the language. I'm, I promise you I'm going to cut that out. Uh, I need to cut that out because, uh, I just get agitated and, and gummit, I cuss. I need to cut that out though. <laughs> but, um, AWOL on my non-scheduled day. Hopefully that helped you. I think it did. It's been pretty good stuff, right? Uh, sick leave. No set amount of days. Don't let people tell you that. Be ready for the scanners. If they're telling you to take the tubs out of your hampers because it takes too much time, grieve it. That's ergonomics. And I dealt with that this week talking to somebody. The scanner messages. Take approved rest breaks. 
Grieve that. It's deadly. Grieve that. It's management's going to start crunching time here. I promise you. Crunching time. Do these scanners. I feel that. Okay. Y'all have a fantastic rest of the week. Oh, yeah. Next week, I'm not going to have one because it's Father's Day. Uh, so I'm not going to have JB come out and do one. Okay. So uh, in the next week, it'll be JB's going to do one on uh, CCA's doing rural carrier work. We're going to grieve that and win it. Okay. So CCA's doing rural carrier work not next week, but the next, nothing next week because of Father's Day. Uh, all you fathers have a fantastic day. Appreciate you what you do, man. Uh, See so y'all have a great week, and I'll talk to you later. All right? Bye-bye.